So this intro may be a very mainstream news source. It's the fun one, right? Yes, this is the fun one. Okay, good. This article, I'm sure everybody missed and we just need to go over it. Okay. It is from Fox News, posted on November 1st, 2022. and is written by Ashley Carnahan. Texas homeowner says hooker ghosts have taken over rental property. They're trying to Aww. stir up business. <laughs> so here's the article. It's super short. So I'm just going to read the whole thing. From Foxy. Yeah, on Fox. <laughs> a Texas woman made a spooky discovery about her rental home in Gainesville after several renters claimed it was haunted. Linda Hill, owner of the Hill House Manor, told Jesse Waters primetime on Monday she was taking a shower when she heard someone say, looking good. I thought it was my husband. I mean, he and I were the only ones in the house, she said. However, it was not her husband making the comments. It was a ghost, she added. <laughs> it spoke to him, you know? He told me I was looking good. I said thank you, and I asked him what he had been doing that day. And we had a conversation, and he left. He'll explain. She added that she believes the home has many different types of ghosts. We've got kids, and we've got old people, old guys, and we've got hookers. That's what she told Jesse Waters, the most common type of ghosts that come around our hookers, Hill claimed. Male renters, she said, have told her that they have felt somebody stroking their face, stroking their arm, or touching their shoulder. That sounds to me more like a masseuse than a ghost hooker buzz. Host Jesse Waters quipped that the good thing about hooker ghosts was that you do not have to pay it. That's right, Hill responded. They try to stir up business, but they can't figure out a way to conclude the transaction so nothing ever happens. <laughs> The Hill House Manor owner said a ghost did follow a renter home one time, but eventually got tired. She said that she told the man to tell the ghost to come home. And they did. She came back up here. <laughs> the rental home reportedly has been a popular spot in recent months for paranormal investigators staying the night to figure out the alleged phenomena. And that's the article. <laughs> yeah. What an article. There's a video version of it that's three minutes long too, but I, I think you got the gist. But my God, just yes, listen to her say these things. Don't don't listen to Jesse Waters. There's no more smugness in the world out there than Jesse Waters. But yeah, that's enough about that. Let's let's talk about other things. Cue music. Okay. From the unexplained to the mundane, come join us on a journey to the fringe. Hello and welcome to Journey to the Fringe, where Santa and his slave labor go to relax after the Christmas season. We are your relaxing hosts, Taylor and Chelsea, here today to bring in the jolly season with technically only one Christmas episode this year. That's right, we have kept it to just one. Legally speaking, those elves episodes are not Christmas episodes. Yeah. And today, Chelsea is going to adorn us with tales of Krampus. And I, I think that's at least enough of an introduction that you can take over from here, Chelsea. Yeah, I think that was good, unless you're going to do the episode. I, I don't frankly have enough information. I know okay, the term, okay. and I know it rhymes with campus. So <laughs> I could do a little song, but I'm not prepared enough for it. <laughs> okay. I would like to hear that one day, though. Okay. It's that time of year again, and there's nothing more annoying than a naughty little boy or girl who's misbehaving any time of year. Sound familiar? Boy, do I ever have a solution for you. Enter Krampus. Half man, half goat. No, not the Pope-like monster. This is another more seasonal goat man. Does he have a battle axe at least? What's that? Is he after the urine? He's not. No, not this no. one. Those are the cute goats. 
from Washington's. Now I'm just thinking about hooker ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) Get your mind out of the paranormal gutter, Chelsea. I can't. (laughs) Especially now that I think about it. My intro and my uh, opening lines actually make a lot of sense together where Santa's relaxing. Yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. So Krampus hails from the, like, European region. So the Austria Alpine region, as well as Germany, Bavaria. He comes around every year to chase those naughty little bastards around, and occasionally he even drags them to hell. They should be. Some of them. Some of them really do, I'm going to be honest. He also appears in folklore in Croatia, the Czech Republic, Hungary, Northern Italy, Autonomous Province of Trento, never heard of that, and South Tyrol, Slovakia, and Slovenia. So there's a lot of places, there's a lot of folklore, so I'm just going on the general consensus. This is not necessarily going to fit what you've heard about Krampus. What I am doing focuses mostly on the Austria, Alpine region, and Bavaria. If you have any other Krampus stories, we'd be happy to hear them. If you've seen Krampus, if you're from the autonomous province of Trento, and it's Krampus is totally different there, we want to hear from you. So, Oh, it's always, one of those damn Italian tax havens. What is? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's disappointing. Yeah. Looks beautiful. It's an, it's an Italian tax haven. Okay, makes sense. I don't know why they wouldn't just say also Italy. Okay, he's the right-hand man everyone needs, but sadly he's already spoken for by good old Saint Nicholas. Who doesn't do shit to the bad kids? Yeah, he, <laughs> he gives them coal. Coal's them. a useful item. Yeah. Especially back when they were saying coal's for the bad kids. Like, yeah. I don't know if they still say that anymore, but like, yeah. Well, coal is for the bad kids and it's from Krampus, actually. Oh. Yeah. He is as synonymous with the Jolly Red Bastard as Thelma and Louise. Bonnie and Clyde, Rick and Morty, Wayne and Garth, Bert and Ernie, and just add this one to your repertoire if you ever Kelsey need to and name out. Yeah. yeah, Kelsey and Taylor. If you ever need to say like infamous duos, Santa Claus and Krampus. There you go. Krampus has many variations, but some common characteristics, and I'm not sure about South Tyrol. I never looked at it, but here's a couple of characteristics of Krampus of which I've already spoiled for you, man and goat, but he's also hairy, usually brown or black, oven hooves. Um, quick question, hairy all over or hairy on the goat parts? Either or, it depends, depends on the legend, person, region, just depends, really. Both, none, some. Okay, I I, I at least hope the goat half is covered or at least it's not anatomically (laughs) correct. Because that's just going to give me nightmares. I'm sorry, this episode's already that way. (laughs) Cloven hooves, such as a goat. Goat horns, also that of a goat. He also has a long pointed tongue, such as a demon. And fangs, such as a vampire. And those such as a are from me. We don't relate. There was no comparison to a vampire or a demon. I mean, he looks like a demon if you were to see a picture of him. He carries chains, thought to symbolize the binding of the devil by the Christian church. Sometimes there are also bells of different sizes that he's carrying. He also carries a root of pagan origins. And this is a bundle of birch branches that he whips the children with. Sometimes it's replaced with an actual whip. He really wants to get the point across. Maybe some children were confused about what the beautiful branches were for. 
Yeah. Oh, the branch is hitting me. That must mean I'm gaining favor with some pagan god. Yeah. No, you need yeah. to know you're being whipped. Exactly. Sometimes he carries a basket on his back or a sack. Store the children before he drowns, eats, or transports them to hell. You gotta keep the hands free. It's just common sense. While St. Nicholas would visit the children, rewarding the well-behaved children with modest gifts, such as oranges, dried fruits, walnuts, and chocolate, modest indeed, Krampus would punish the badly behaved children with birch rods and coal, and etc. Dragging to hell. No, you get the drift now. Gift. Huh. Gift. What is I the just word? saw this gist. 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 <laughs> South Tyrol is in Italy. But according to their last census, 96.89% of the population speaks German. Also, it'd be like Northern Italy. It's in very Northern Italy. Yes, South Tyrol in Northern Italy. Well, it just... As a population of 2,500. A bunch of Italian places. Mm -hmm. Oh, I should have looked more into this before I said it. I would have just said Italy. Okay, now let's talk about Krampusnacht. Yes, that sounds right. Feast of St. Nicholas is slash was celebrated December 6th. And on the evening before, that would be December 5th, for those of you who don't want to think about math right now because you're relaxing. After our last episode, always be doing math or you're you're insane. Just so <laughs> always, you know. or else you're insane. Krampus would appear on the streets and visit the badly behaved ones who received punishment in the form of birch rods. Sometimes he would accompany St. Nicholas and sometimes he would just go out vigilante style on his own. Children might have also seen Krampus running through the street during a Krampuslauf, literally Krampus run. And this is where adults would dress up and wear animal skins and carved wooden masks. They had bells tied onto their costumes so that people could hear the clanking coming through the darkness, and they carried long sticks. Sometimes they would wear chains that they would sometimes wear are thought to be related to the idea of the creatures being bound to their place in the underworld. All the sacks that they carry are to take very bad children away from them. Rightfully so, the children were seriously afraid of Krampus, and I don't imagine many would love to attend this Krampus run, because they'd be tossed into the sack and dragged through the snow. So this was a harmless way for regular human adults to blow off steam. I'm not sure how many kids actually attended, and scare the shit out of the kids we've all put up with year-round. So just like a fun thing to do, in these towns, they did sell masks. I believe they still do, but there was like this onslaught of drunken like shenanigans going on around town. And they just had like a really big problem with it for a while <laughs> for the Krampus run. Fun fact, in the aftermath of the 1932 election in Austria, Krampus tradition was prohibited by the Dolphus regime. That's totally right, the way I said it. Under the clerical fascist Fatherlands Front and the Christian Social Party. In the 1950s, the government distributed pamphlets titled Krampus is an Evil Man. Towards the end of the century, a popular... <laughs> Wait, were there questions about whether or not Krampus was evil before that? There I thought that was the whole were. point of him. Yeah, there obviously were, and the, it just needed further clarification. Like, I feel like the rebuttal is, yeah, that's the point of the character. Yeah, he's, everyone was like, yeah, he is. Yeah, <laughs> we can let's continue it. with her Krampus run. Yeah, no, let's go put those kids in the sack and drag them. Yeah. <laughs> or there's the person who reads it and they're like, he is? This is shocking news. I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea. 
As an adult, it has no impact on my life whatsoever. I guess when you think about it, in hindsight, <laughs> yeah, a few of those things, it makes sense. <laughs> so towards the end of the century, a popular resurgence of Krampus celebrations occurred, and they do continue to this day in these areas. As of today, many of the larger cities and towns have formal processions, which tend to be fairly orderly, so nothing like the Krampus run that I was talking about above. I mean, those aren't the ones you probably want to go to. You want to go to the small towns where everybody's drinking and there's a lot of, like, shenanigans and rests, I guess, going on. Probably don't bring your small child along. Unless unless you don't like them. Then bring the small child. Yeah, or unless they're being really naughty. And then then you should bring them. (laughs) Since the people inside the Krampus costumes are usually young men... Any of the more organized clubs who keep this tradition alive delegate some older members to keep an eye on what's going on. See, no fun. Some locations even order the Krampus costumes to be numbered so that onlookers have evidence of who may have stepped over the line in case of dispute. Where's the fun in that? And, I mean, this also speaks for things probably getting out of hand in Krampus runs in the past. Now they have to number the suits so they know which Krampus exactly overstepped. (laughs) My kid's got broken ribs. It was Krampus 42. (laughs) In Styria, the root is presented by Krampus to families. Twigs are painted gold and displayed year-round in the house. A reminder to any child who has temporarily forgotten Krampus... In smaller, more isolated villages, the figure has other beastly companions, such as the antlered wild man figures, and St. Nicholas is nowhere to be seen. So I would eat that. (laughs) Something like demons, no Santa Claus. It's the way to creep the Christmas spirit all year round. I know. By hanging a root that will whip your child if they're bad. I was just going to say, could you imagine like a golden whip like above the door, just as a reminder? (laughs) These Styrian companions of Krampus are called sh- Shabman shab- or, or rah- Rahen. I don't know what Styria is. Isn't it one of the autonomous states? Southeast of Austria. It's a state. Yeah, it's in Austria. In many parts of Croatia, Krampus is described as a devil wearing a cloth sack around his waist and chains around his neck, ankles, and wrists. As a part of tradition, when a child receives a gift from St. Nicholas, he is given a golden branch to represent his good deeds throughout the year. However, if the child has misbehaved, Krampus will take the gifts for himself and leave only a silver branch to represent the child's bad acts. I mean, this Krampus seems better That's... than the other Krampus. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't beat the shit Way out better. Of you. He just gives you silver, which is a good yeah. commodity. And he's not throwing you in a sack to drown you. So, there's that. Though the origins are not totally clear, it's originally thought to have come from the old pre-Christian pagan myths involving beasts from the forest and creatures such as satyrs, and the Krampus became linked with St. Nicholas in the Middle Ages. We did a really good episode last Christmas you may want to check out on some pagan Christmas traditions. Highly recommend. I learned a lot doing the research for this one. So Krampus 
could potentially come from back there. Celebrations date back to at least the 6th or 7th century. However, there's no written sources for Krampus before the end of the 16th century. Anyhow, like a lot of pagan traditions we know and love today, Krampus was absorbed into the Christian calendar of sorts and Saint tradition in some places, not all places. So then there's the Krampus curtain. <laughs> German and these languages are crazy. I just think they're the craziest languages. The Krampus postcards. So if you're traveling to Germany or Austria, make sure you pick up one of these bad boys because this is a whole other Krampus craze. One's marked Gruss vom Krampus, which means greetings from Krampus, showed Krampus stuffing a distressed child into a satchel or preparing to hit one with his bundle of birch sticks. Many of these postcards depicted Krampus going after children with his sticks, leading them away in chains or carrying them off in his bag. The cards usually have humorous rhymes or poems. I'm going to post some of these on social media. They're super creepy. Like he straight up looks like a demon and they're super popular. The older ones, if you can find like vintage ones, they're pretty risque. They're still a really popular thing in Christmas markets now, along with masks mugs and stuff like that they brand him all over the place in these regions and he's recently gained popularity as well more in north america with the horror movie krampus and it's just a lot more popular culture he's coming in again i really like the legend i think it's kind of good i i love it that it's the good with the bad like you get rewarded but you we don't have the like you get on the naughty list like what's gonna happen i don't get a toy like this is just taking it to another a whole other level <laughs> Krampus. Yeah. oh god can you imagine just switching to that one day oh no it's not just naughty list anymore like you might get drowned in a sack yeah like i quite enjoy it it's it's not just like you're on the naughty list there is actual punishment for it like you're gonna reap the opposite yeah. of rewards the for just your desserts behavior. yeah yeah is karma and I like that. Who doesn't like karma for all those misbehaving kids? And that is a super short episode. That's what I got on Krampus. And I take it there's no actual there's no actual Krampus sightings out there, unfortunately, are there? You know what? I've heard a few. I wasn't really a big fan of the sightings, so I didn't include them. Because okay. it was more kind of like... I got a weird feeling, so I looked outside. And, no, I didn't like them. I didn't want to include them. Oh, none that I could find that seemed to be any fun at all. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, it does really fill a void that is out there with regards to um, kids who just say, okay, I, just, I guess I won't get a present. What do you do to those children? Of course, yeah. you threaten them with being beaten and drowned. Yeah, I mean, the threat right now is that you don't get a present, which is generally thought of as good enough. Yeah, because let's face it, who knows actually where to get coal for their kids these days if they're misbehaving? <laughs> if like, you get coal, it's like candy coal. Yeah, like who actually has the audacity as a parent to say like, no, I'm going to hunt down and find some coal to give. Like that's going to yeah. take a lot of effort and you might as well just get him a toy. Honestly, if you're going to spend that much time and effort getting it, get him a fucking toy. Yeah. And I love how much it seems this cultural thing was like the adults took so much pleasure and being like i'm getting my just desserts on these little bastards yeah it's truly the christmas for adults <laughs> yes it is 
the gift that keeps on giving for adults yeah. only. And with that, we wish you adults who are listening now a very happy holiday season. We will return next week with another episode. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to Journey to the Fringe. If you have liked what you have listened to, please like, share, subscribe, or follow, depending on what venue you are listening to us through also please if possible leave a five-star review as that really helps us in the algorithms should you wish to interact with us please check us out on your social media of choice i bet you we are there and if you really want to communicate with us and give us ideas for new episodes or tell us that we're wrong and terrible either way please send us an email at journey to the fringe at gmail.com for now i'll see you in the next episode